Welcome to the Singers Unlimited podcast, a production of WBGO Studios. I'm Michael Bourne. We're going to be listening back on these shows through the WBGO archives. Some great interviews, some great performances from across the years of Singers Unlimited. Here's a classic swinger, Marty Elkins. She sings great swing songs. She also sings the blues. She sings ballads. But all the blues and the ballads that she sings swing. And she came by and swung. The musical question, how can you face me? And that's from Marty Elkins. It was arranged by Steve Ash. He's at the piano. Lee Hudson on the bass with Marty Elkins with me. I mean, you're, you're singing Fast Water songs and, and Benny Carter songs and other songs from the 20s and 30s and so on. I know. I think that happened when I was in college. I didn't really grow up on jazz. I, I really just listened to the R&B station all the time. WWRL. Remember that? No. No. Oh, really? Where the Soul Station. It was coming out. I think it was coming out of Jersey, maybe, or New York. Anyways, in this area, I'm from here. And, You're from uh, Jersey City. Yes, I was born there. And um, when I got to college, somebody handed me an Ella Fitzgerald and Ellis Larkin's record, and a Billie Holiday record, the one the, when she was really young, the one she did with Teddy Wilson. And I just locked myself in the room with that one, and I got a hold of a Bessie Smith record, got a Louis Jordan record, and it just. I was just fascinated by the music, and it just had the kind of same soul, but it was just more, I don't know, it had that soul, but it also had that little bit more interest musically. Well, let's hear more of your soul right now. You're going you're gonna to do something live. Um, well, we're going to do uh, Maceo Pinkard's Sugar, and I first heard this from um, a Lee Wiley record. That was another one I locked myself in my room with for several months, with uh, Bobby Hackett playing. It was a beautiful record, so... Sugar, I call my baby my sugar I never may be my sugar Because my sugar is so confectionery Funny, he never pleads for my money Cause when he gives me that honey He's the best in his life Marty Elkins, Stanley Crouch wrote about you. Marty Elkins runs her own voodoo down. I love that. That was a nice thing to say. He calls you a jazz singer. What does that mean to you? There's plenty of arguments about what it means to sing jazz. You know, I don't think Ella Fitzgerald even called herself a jazz singer. I mean, to me, a jazz singer was really like a bebop singer, which... I mean, I do a little scouting, but I don't really, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a bebop singer. I think a jazz singer is somebody that can sing with guy, jazz musicians, not guys, people, guys or gals. Yeah. I have to have a disclaimer there. But, um, you know, they can sing with jazz groups and have the feel. I think the feel is the main thing. They have the feeling, the rhythm. That, I think, is what makes the difference. Well, the revelation for you was that Ella Fitzgerald and Ellis Larkins, when they, that was early on. It was sort of in between Chick Webb and before the Verve years. 
she made this great Gershwin record and, and, and other songs. I mean, what was it that just grabbed a hold of you and said, I should do that? Just, I guess, the the communication, the the beauty of her sound. I mean, I really wanted to achieve that. I worked on my sound for a long time. I had help with, I used to study with Judy Nemec, actually, and right, Amy Ludden right. a little bit. And I studied with classical singers. But, you know, just basically recording and recording and listening and listening and, like, weeding out what didn't sound good, keeping in what did, and just trying to get a kind of a sound, but also to tell the story with a beautiful sound. But you got to tell a story. That's what's the most important. And with Ella and Ellis Larkins, she was great at that. Well, here's a story from Ella and uh, Ellis Larkins. I could cry salty tears Where have I been all these years Little To his face, ain't no man can take your place, fat daddy. Bring it home, home to me. Cause I'm blue, cold, and in misery. Marty Elkin. Now, I know that song from, is that Bessie? Or Dinah? Uh, Dinah. Yeah, but Dinah was the connection to Bessie. I mean, oh, definitely. But Bessie was the empress and Dinah was the queen. A Fat Daddy was kind of an R&B song. Yeah. Yeah, and it was kind of written It was written after Ella's days, really. So what uh, appealed about that song? Well, actually, a long time ago, I had a boyfriend who was kind of a little on the corpulent side. Not really. He's just a big boy. And I started dating him, and the Fat Daddy came on the radio, and I called him. I said, oh, my God, you got to hear this song. <laughs> And I was, that was when I first heard it, and I loved that song. It really had the, and it had the R&B flavor, and I grew up with the R&B, and I had that feel I really liked. And I kind of had a New Orleans feel. So it's all about feeling for you. Yeah. Okay. Well, what else is there about music? It's making you feel something. No? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's listen to you feel something. What are you going to play? Oh, yeah. Okay, this one is about feeling lonely. I'm so weary and all alone. Feet are tired just like heavy stone Traveling, traveling All alone Who will see, who will care About the Lord that I must bear Traveling, traveling All alone Marty Elkins you were not daunted by the prospects of being a jazz singer because it's not like an obvious employment, as it were. It wasn't really a get-rich-quick scheme, no. No, or get-rich-ever. Never. <laughs> it's it's not really a choice, Michael. It's just something I just kind of was just fascinated with and was drooling all over the radio all the time for all those years, and it's just like I just wanted to do it and was shy about it for a long, long time. And I started working, actually, my first real, I mean, real gig, which, which was a study, was with Lee and Tardo Hammer. And they just were real nurturing, and, you know, they just schooled me a little bit. And I got a lot of good advice from a lot of musicians and, that I work with and just grew. And 
was supported with with, with the with the music, which I appreciate. What'd you learn from Lee? What did he teach you? Well, we had to have a blood alcohol minimum on the bandstand. That's one thing. <laughs> Remember that? Uh, just you know, if, if I was messing up, they'd tell me. I mean, you know, jazz musicians. Also, Dave McKenna was the first musician I ever sang jazz with. With you know, might as well start at the top. But he was really supportive, also. But they didn't. Good jazz musicians don't. They don't blow smoke. I mean, they tell you when you're, when you're, you know, not on the right track. And you know, I listened. Dave would do that. Lee Tardo, especially Tardo. They're laughing. <laughs> there, there's something in your your web bio about. It's similar to me. I went to an A&P and bought from a bin at the grocery store a Dave Brubeck record, and that changed my life, literally changed my life. I wouldn't be here without that album, Time Out. You, for you, it was at a Woolworths. Yes, the Woolworths. I remember. I still remember the bin. I remember clearly it was a dollar. I got that, and I got a Louis Jordan record. Ah. And... That lady in satin, I mean, I couldn't believe it. When I listened to it, I was almost, I had the weirdest feeling. I almost felt scared. It was like, what is this? Oh, my God. Some people can't listen to Lady in Satin. And some people, it's the, it's the record that they wanted to listen to the most. I have to say, she was singing her ass off when she was old. I don't care what anyone says. She sang better than she ever did. She always sounded beautiful. She had a beautiful sound when she was young. But she had the, also a beautiful sound. It's beautiful. She she held her notes beautifully. She was still singing great. There's all that emotion, though. I mean, it's it's it, it's rough. I mean, when she sings, "I'm a fool to want you," I mean, it's really painful. You know, always, even when she was young, though, the thing I liked about her is that it felt like she was talking right to you. Forget singing; she was talking to you, really talking to you, like somebody was talking in your ear. A lot of the best jazz singers, like Billy and like Carmen McRae, even more so. Right. They speak. With the same voice they sing with. Uh-huh. They're just musicalizing their speaking voice in some right. ways. So, yeah, I mean, it's storytelling. What's your favorite story of uh, Billy Holiday on that album? Uh, I think um, It's Easy to Remember is my favorite one. Your sweet expression Smile gave me It's easy to remember But I'll never be the same Until I discover what became That's, I mean, when you listen to that, I mean, that, that, the transformative thing, the way she's talking to you, you were saying, and then the other singers, like Louis Jordan, you mentioned, and, and, and Ella Fitzgerald, certainly, and who else? Who, and Bessie Smith. Oh, I had a lot of crazy influences. I mean, I love, well, I grew up with the R&B singers. I love, like, Laverne Baker was one of my crazy favorites. I just, that's actually, she did a version of Fat Daddy, and she did a, did she? No, no, I'm thinking of Revival Day. She did, like, a great, great version of Revival Day on Revival Day. Uh, let's see. Laverne Baker. I liked um, I liked Lee Wiley quite a bit. When you listen to these K-Star. records, did you sing along with them? 
Of course. Into okay. my hairbrush in my bedroom. <laughs> no, but I mean, you would play them over and over again, and then you would, you would actually literally out loud sing. You wouldn't air sing. I mean, I've, I've air sung. Yeah, you know, you know honestly, I really don't think I sang along with him so much as just listened and listened and listened. And Bessie Smith is another biggie I was always listening to. I think it was more of a listening thing. Do you hear them in you as you sing? Um, Do you hear the DNA? That, I mean, it's like it's like you know. DNA I must because I be must because when with. I listen to the playback, sometimes I was like, "Oh, damn! I'm singing the same thing that was on the record." But that's just because it's so in my brain cells; it's just in there. Okay. I guess it's the same thing when guys play instruments. You know, they got licks, they got things that, you know, they listen to recordings for years and years, and they get in there, and they just come flying out. All right. Well, let's have something fly out right now. What are you going to do now? Oh, this is a song written by Clyde Otis. It's uh, it's kind of a little bit of a heartbreak song, but it's got a little bit of an acceptance thing. That's why I like it. Did you ever watch the one you love? Slowly drifting away from you And you know Deep in your heart There is nothing you can do To make him stay Marty Elkins, these are songs that have been around since long before you, long before me. And so, I mean, it's not like you're hearing these as new songs on the radio. Oh, that sounds good. I'll do that. I mean, you have to really track these down or just have, be listening to your own record collection. I mean, they jump out at you. I get a lot of stuff from the radio, too. And I hear it and it's like, wow. I had a steady gig uh, in, um, in Jersey a couple years ago, and I used to listen to the radio back and forth from that gig, and I used to absorb some songs like, oh, that's... That's something I'd like to record. That's something, I'd... and then I would research them. And I got to tell you, Steve Ash was so instrumental in getting these things like living and for me and in the right tempo and the right key. And actually, I had horrible laryngitis when we were rehearsing. Remember that? I was like, <gasps> but anyway, we still managed. Uh, Steve, you know, took them off the records for me. And I mean, I can do that, but it takes me ten million years. So to have you know a real good musician do it was hugely helpful and then Joel Diamond came on board to you know be the producer of the session and he's very good for my vocals with you know very very good feedback and he rehearsed with me a lot too so so yeah we got those songs but you know we actually had a discussion at the rehearsal remember Steve about how how we're going to make the you know yeah like since they're they've done before how are we going to make these fresh and how are we going to make these sound like our music and we I think we managed to do a pretty good job. You, you must have heard, as I have, singers who haven't lived the songs that they're singing yet. It's like, oh, that, you know, she, her, no, she hasn't had her heart broken yet. I don't want to wish that on her, but she can't sing that song until she's felt that. Well, I had my share of heartbreak, and I and no, I expressed you've had it. it I mean. Yeah, no, and I, but also I wanted to also have a little comic relief. So some of the songs, like How Can You Face Me, I kind of hammed it up a little bit and kind of made it a little humorous and. Try to put a little levity in the. I didn't want. I mean, Lady in Satin was nothing but ballads, and every one of them was kind of a heartbreak ballad. But still, I love the record. It doesn't mean you know. Well, we were talking about Bessie Smith, and the, the, the song that I asked you to pick up, Bessie Smith, is you know, "Send Me to the Electric Chair," which is a serious song, and yet it's also very funny. I like the way she describes how she murdered the guy with her Barlow. Yeah, knife. I pulled out my Barlow. I don't know what a Barlow I cut him knife in his is, side. But I, 
I guess sat you around tell laughing while he wallowed around and died or some horrible thing. It's but Bessie Smith. Bessie Smith, and that was Marty Elkins singing the Cow, Cow, Boogie of um, Benny Carter. And, and Boogie and, and, and Swing and all those, all those words pop up when they're talking about the songs that you sing, that you like to sing. You have one more, and, uh, you know, speaking of all these things, I always tell the story whenever I've played anybody singing it, but Between the Devil and the Deep Blue Sea... The devil is the bottom of a boat. That's what I the actual that from word means. You on the radio. Yeah, the devil so, is the bottom of the boat. So if you're, you know, at the bottom of the keel of a boat. So if you're, if you're between the bottom of the boat and the water, you're in the water. I mean, you're, there's no squeezing. I mean, it's all squeezed. Actually, so. the first, uh, my favorite recording of this was Connie Boswell's version. That she did a great job on this with the Boswell sisters. I don't want you. But I hate to lose you You got me in between The devil and the deep blue sea I forgive you Cause I can't forget you You got me in between The devil and the deep blue sea Marty Elkins singing Steve Ash at the piano And Lee Hudson on the bass And Let's play one more from this. How about you turn the tables on me? Yeah, it features Lee, too. Marty Elkins, turning the tables. You turn the tables on me. And now I'm falling for you. You turn the tables on me. I can't believe that it's true. I always thought when you bought the lovely presents you bought Why hadn't you bought me more? But now if you'd come I'd welcome anything from the five Singers Unlimited is produced for podcast by Billy Robinson for WBGO Studios. Recordings engineered by Corey Goldberg. I'm Michael Bourne. Subscribe to the Singers Unlimited podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Find out more at WBGO.org. This has been a WBGO Studios production. To learn more about WBGO Studios' award-winning podcasts, special concerts, live streams, and more, visit WBGO.org slash studios.